should you look at her the wrong way. The men have rowed out in two curraghs to meet the boat, transferred all the Yanks' bags and trunks, and are hauling her up onto the quay, one man for each arm, grunting and apologising. She has a fierce lot of bags and wooden crates from the shop in town. Piled on the quay along with all her things are supplies for the island that hasn't had a delivery in three weeks. Mail, flour, sugar, tea and tobacco. And two sacks which are bulging and emitting the muffled squeals of terrified baby pigs. Niall skips over to them and nudges the lumps in the brown fabric with his bare feet. Emer stops just before the stone key to look at the yank from a distance. The young men are already taken with her. Rose's husband, Austin, and his cousins, Malachi and Michael Joe, are slagging her about the pigs. Apparently, she sat down on one of the bags on the way over. She seems able for it, hooting at their jokes, throwing her head back with a big American laugh. She isn't bothered by them grabbing her around her long arms and jostling her breasts as they settle her on the quay. Her hair is loose and frantic with wind, auburn with streaks of fiery red, the curls springing every which way about her head like they are trying to get away. She is wearing a massive yellow jacket and matching trousers, the men are praising as American genius. Won't that stay bone dry in a wet and wind now? She pumps the hand of old Jimmy Moran too fast and eager not seeming to realise that he would prefer a simple nod and wink of welcome. She catches sight of Emer and smiles, revealing dazzling white teeth, so Emer is forced to step forward. She holds her hand out as Emer approaches, and Emer hesitates before taking it. I'm Bridget, she says, pronouncing her own name wrong, hard on the last D, instead of softening it to barely there. Emer takes the woman's hand and wraps her fingers around the palm. Nothing happens. Bridget seems to have no aversion to Emer's hand. Instead of Bridget pulling away first, it is Emer who lets go. She doesn't do what most strangers do, look back and forth indecisively between Emer's remaining eye and the patch over the other. She looks at Emer straight on, as if both eyes are still there. Bridget's eyes are auburn and match the darker streaks in her hair. Even after Emer lets go, she can still feel the woman's palm, pulsing, relentless, like a child chanting the same demand over and over again. Emer flushes and tells her name. Bridget makes her repeat it twice. E-mer. She's not only loud, but asks other people to speak up as if she's slightly deaf. Most Americans are like this. Bridget and Mary be with you? Emer mutters automatically. Everybody keeps saying that, the yank booms. My mother used to say that too. When I was little, I thought it was about me, but then I found out it's about the saint. Emer gives no response to this. She makes no effort to nod and smile while others are speaking, or fill awkward pauses with chatter. Like talking to a stone, islanders say about her.
Niall skips over to them. Mammy, may I have my pick now? Austin says I can choose. I want a spotted one. Where have your manners gone to? Emer says. She often chides him in front of others, out of an attempt to appear herself. She's a different person altogether when they are alone. Bridget winks at him. What's your name, handsome? Niall, he says. He has to say it twice. Niall. Then spell it. Bridget holds her hand out, and he takes it. Emer has to quell the instinct to stop him, to prevent her son from touching her at all. Look at those eyes, Bridget croons. Emer crosses herself quickly. Bridget notices, flicking her eyes quickly back to Niall. They're a fairy's eyes, Niall.